Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. We've had a lot of questions recently around body image and self-love and being happy with the way you look or unhappy with the way you look. I think it's such a heavy but big, big topic that we almost can't ignore with just the, you know, just love yourself anyway um, rhetoric, right? Like there's so much more to it. So what are the type of things that people have been asking? Because I think um, and also like, what's the general conversation around body image these days? Like, what are the kids on TikTok talking about when it comes to body image? I think that the one that st- stood out to me that you spoke about recently was somebody asked you, like, do you always feel comfortable in your skin? Because you do seem that way. Um, obviously you're in bathing suits all the time. Health is very important to you. And I really loved your answer. And I don't know if you can remember exactly what you said, but let me just ask you now and see what comes up now. Like, do you always feel comfortable in your skin? I think if I remember what you're referring to, I had said that your you and your body is a relationship, like every other relationship in your life. And so it does have its ups and downs. So I do feel like it's actually normal that we have days when we're happy with it and days when we're not so happy with it. I think that trying to ever kid ourselves that we have to eliminate that flux and that flow is what leads us the wrong way. Um, I also think that just, you know, there are times when (laughs) existentially it's a weird thing to have a soul like wrapped in a human skin, taking this like quick and fast ride through time and space. Like, you know, of course it's strange to have like skin and especially as women, like bodies that change all the time and we don't always know why and how, and, um, you know, just living, being alive is, is just weirdly uncomfy anyway. So I think the first thing I kind of think we should establish is like, it's completely normal and it's not that you don't love yourself enough. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. If you don't always love how you feel and look and feel good in your body. It's completely normal. And uh, I've kind of reminds me how you think about emotions and stuff too. Not that they're the exact same thing, but I think there's sort of a through line between a lot of the stuff that you talk about where it's being okay with like the uglier feelings and the not so good feelings. And like, that's actually what transmutes and gives you more of the good feeling. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I attest to that, that when I stopped thinking that I had to always be happy in my body is when I actually became happier in my body. Mm-hmm. It does give you like a weird sense of relief. Like, oh, there's nothing bad about not feeling good. Because I think 
if you think there's something bad when the days you don't feel good or the times you don't feel good, then you're almost like getting more tense and you're trying to resist it or move out of it or rush out of it um, or fix it. Whereas actually, if you just like, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but if you relax into it, um, it actually, A, probably helps it move along quicker. B, you get rid of all the mental suffering, right? And it just gets to be a neutral thing where you're just, you know, bloated one day or you're just low energy another day and all those things that are normal. And listen, I think if you have underlying health conditions, that's one thing, right? And we can go into that too. But I also think that, you know, we're being sold so much stuff that is tied to health where the parasite specialists will be like, if you have fatigues, headaches, constipation, then you have parasites, right? And the hormone person will be like, if you have fatigue, constipation and headaches, then you have hormone imbalances, right? And so if we're looking for a problem, we're always going to find one. Whereas sometimes we just have to accept that, you know, it's just part of life is that not every moment is feeling amazing. And sometimes it can be something that is so much more subtle and out of our control. Like we didn't sleep so well, or we're in an area where there's, if we're really sensitive to EMFs, there's really high EMFs, or we were overstimulated because we went to a kid's birthday party yesterday, like little things that we don't give ourselves enough um, grace for, I guess. And I think body image is actually, I don't, I, you asked in the beginning, like, what are the kids talking about on <laughs> TikTok and stuff about body image? And I think obviously the resounding conversation is like understanding that all bodies look different, but I think there's also more to body image where it's also just like feeling safe in your body. And that has to do even more so than like the aesthetics of our body, which, um, like you said, it can come from health and stuff. It's like, just, I think body image is just feeling safe in your body. Yeah. And there's many reasons why you listen, I can attest to this too. Like if you constantly think that, um, you have to keep up with the world or that you have to be on, or you have to perform, or if you have to be tending to the needs of others, or you need to come across a certain way to be liked, like all of those things, pull you away from just being your natural self and saying and doing what naturally comes to you in the moment. And so all of those things will pull you out of your body, you know? Um, And so I don't think the goal is that we have to be in our bodies 24 seven, because for example, like when you are in a deep creative urge or when you're at a party and you just feel like so tapped into the collective, of course, you're not going to be so body focused, right? You're going to be tuned into the ethers or you're going to be tuned into group energy, right? Like it's not always bad to be out of your body, but I do think that just giving a little bit of time and attention to feel what um, the feeling good in your own body in the times when you are in your own body and like flexing that so that you can tell when you're being pulled out of it in the negative versions when it doesn't feel good. Cause I think so many of us don't feel safe, but we don't know it even because we haven't even got like, we haven't even like establish like a thorough baseline. So for example, something I've started doing recently, which is just really nice is like 10 minutes before dinner, instead of going on my phone, I'll put on like a nice soothing piece of music and I'll just put like coconut oil on my body, you know, and I'll take off all my clothes and just like look at myself in the mirror and like touch my skin and put oil on. And it's just, it's just nice. It just feels good. And you forget because unless you have a bit of discipline to say, this is what we're doing now, then you just stay in, you know, phone mode, phone mode, phone mode. So I think feeling safe in your body is a really important one. And I think when you feel safer, it's actually easier to then say, okay, well, I give myself permission to want to look and feel beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? 
Um, I think there's so much, of course, like it's wonderful that there's been all this movement about embracing different body shapes and, um, you know, that there isn't just this one ideal, you know, size or shape. But at the same time, I think we have to watch for does that negate people's natural need or does it does it shame people's natural need to want to to look and feel good and i think there's nothing wrong with that because we're all esthetes we're born aesthetically uh, oriented in a material plane right so if it's coming from a place of like it's fun and it feels good to look and feel great then that's amazing you know um rather than obviously like i have to look a certain way so that this person will approve of me or, you know, those are the things that we want to look at. And that's obviously a very different thing. But I guess principle number two of this is there's nothing wrong with your inherent need to want to look and feel good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I honestly think that was the second layer, oddly enough, that you just made it the second thing. Like for me, it was feeling safe in my body and trusting my body and being like, you know what, like my body knows what it needs. It knows what it needs to eat. It knows how it needs to move. It know like I can listen to that. I don't need to listen to other people. And then it was like, I'm allowed to look really good. Like there mm-hmm. is something that held me back of being like, I felt safer not allowing my body to look its best or feel its best. Like there was something wrong with me wanting that. Mm. Um, it's so funny that you bring that up and you actually did share with me recently that like, and I think because people specifically ask about you because they are curious because they see you as very comfortable in your body. You shared with me recently that like you only recently have really been like, wow, embracing feeling good and being beautiful and wearing beautiful clothes and like not shying away from that. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because I, um, you know, two years ago, I was engaged to someone, we ended our engagement right after during lockdown, like 20 end of 2020. And um, it probably has taken me yeah, the last two years to be okay with wanting to look good in a specific way that I want to look good in and coming back to how do I feel beautiful? You know, someone asked me recently, like, how do you, you know, how do you make yourself more attractive to other people? How do you attract men or whatever? And my answer really was like, and I thought about this for a long time. And my answer was like, you almost have to find out what makes you feel attractive to you. Like what would make you check you out and then do that. Right. And I think, you know, talk about conditioning, Taylor, like I was so conditioned at the time to only dress and wear and present the way that he liked me to dress and wear and present. So when we broke up, I was so not connected to dressing and wearing that way because it wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, but it took me time to really figure out and to make it okay to dress and 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 present myself the way I wanted to present myself. And so, you know, there was a bit of like, just wear sweatpants and just get by, which slowly, slowly, gently turned into a journey of like, oh, there's other kinds of beautiful that exist, right? Um, And I forgot that, like, I genuinely thought that there was only one type of way of being attractive. And I think that's a really easy hole to fill in because you just have to go on Instagram, see everyone dressing the same and think that that's the only option. And so if that's not your taste, you're going to all of a sudden feel like you're not, you don't deserve to like feel hot, you know? So, you know, I think it's so funny because we just come back again and again to the principles of human design, which is like the science of individuation. It's like there's so many different ways that 
sexy and beautiful and hot can present. There's so many different ways that powerful and successful and joyful and celebratory and in love and all the other things that we want. Like there's a million ways to get to Rome across all of these vectors, you know? So, um, you know, it really is about tuning in more and more every single day and just being like, what do I find myself good in? And if you want to feel sexy as hell if you want to feel sensual if you want to feel soft like there's so many ways you can do it as well and also you can allow that to change from every day to day yeah and I honestly think you're someone that I look to as and I know other friends of yours look to you as this too is that you're very good I think at being like letting yourself feel sexy and feminine and in that like what are some things that you do because I think our, my generation, our generation was kind of raised to be like very masculine and very hard and very like a little bit more, um, not in our feminine. And I know this might not have anything to do with body image, but I do actually think it is tied to feeling comfortable right. in the body as women. Um, because me embracing this has helped me feel more comfortable in my body. So what are the mm. some things that you do that you feel like help you ground you in that like feminine, like sexy, sensual energy? You know, I think that's such a good question because again, like there is a formulated, if you go on Instagram, there's like a formulated thing of like a woman in a belly top with scarves, who's like basically writhing and orgasming, like in front of a, to a reels, you know, <laughs> oh, we've all seen that, we've yeah. all seen that, archetype, right? <laughs> um, but I think like almost allowing yourself it's like, it's always connected to the five senses, right? Like sensuality is literally senses. Like that's what it is. And so, you know, for me, there is again, like manufactured sexuality where you're just supposed to be on heat 24 seven. And it's complete, that is completely different to sensuality. And sensuality is like enjoying your own essence basically. Right. And so I would almost work backwards and say, if you were someone who delighted in being you, what would you do to kind of celebrate that, right? Like what would make you feel good about being you? If you already felt good about being you, how would you celebrate that? And so, you know, for me, because like singing and dancing is such a big part of what makes me feel my, like like most me and most happy and most alive, I do that. Um, but I think that, you know, again, like prescribing these sort of cliche things to people is very, um, you know, again, it's it's trying to homogenize people where what we're trying to encourage is that people do their own thing. And so, you know, for some people, it's like just putting on makeup when you're just at home, right? But not just doing it quickly, quickly, or even following a tutorial necessarily, but just like playing with it and seeing how you can like make yourself to dress up for the day, like just put your face on for the day, you know? I think anything that kind of slows you down and really makes you kind of like look at yourself and face yourself and have that date with yourself almost like that five minute meeting with yourself I think meditation is wonderful because it it kind of makes you go up to a place and pull from that place but then these practices are things that where you translate those into like your daily life right because meditation you're not really integrating it into your daily life it's like you're going somewhere else and you're or you're switching your mind off or you're channeling or you're getting messages or whatever but these kind of little five minute moments of, you know, as I walk down the street, I'm going to put my hand on my heart when I walk, or I'm going to take, you know, like put that face of makeup on. I'm going to brush my hair in like a really soft, tender way that I would like if it was my daughter and I was doing her hair and her hair was so delicate, for example, you know, just anything that makes you have that kind of tenderness to yourself and go, oh, how sweet, like so nice, like how sweet, like what a nice thing you're doing for yourself. And like I said, it could be, you know, you, you could run the gamut from 
pleasuring yourself or just brushing your hair or putting on red lipstick or, you know, whatever it is. For me, I know it's like really just kind of like singing and dancing and putting on music that makes me feel like um, really good about myself. And it, there's always like, for me, I know there's like a flair of like, it always has to feel like a bit exotic and a bit slow, right? Like there always has to be that kind of feeling like I'm in a warm country when I'm listening to that music, right? Whereas to someone else, like everyone, I say that just so that you can ask yourself those similar questions of like, what are the specifics that makes you feel like, oh, this is me again, you know? So there is a an element of, you know, I like how you distinguish between sexuality and sensuality. Um, I think that's a really um, good way to say it is that sensuality does tie into our body image, like feeling in our body. And like, I like even um, I'm going to steal the idea that you said before you, you eat, go to dinner, like rubbing oils on your body, like using that as like almost like a body experience, like being in your body experience. And then also you recently have been talking on your Instagram story about um, what have you been calling them? Like a, your daily date with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I think those things tie into our body image and our self-image too. So much because, you know, we hear so much about, oh, be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself. But I've never really heard, I guess it's all started from me being like, okay, but how, like, what does that even look like, you know? And actually was that like, going through that breakup where I was like, wow, I feel so bad that I really need to start learning how to be nice to myself and have those conversations with myself every day. So it started with me sitting on my bathroom floor every night and just telling myself the words that I wanted to hear that I would tell anyone else in that situation, you know, even basic stuff, whatever's believable in the moment, like you're a good person. I've got you. You're going to make it through. Um, You know, this isn't how it's always going to be. Whatever it is, wherever you are, that start there and just give yourself what you need there. And you'll see slowly, slowly you'll start you know, saying even nicer things to yourself because you'll be at a higher place. You can hear even better things. Um, But I think that's a really big thing is that it's easier to, it's like it feeds itself, like being nice to yourself and having those dates with yourself and, you know, taking those moments makes it easier for you to then hear what is comfortable for your body, what's not comfortable for your body, what foods it likes, how much it wants to move, if it's tired, whatever. But also the better you feel, right? Like when you're digesting well and you're better slept, you can actually have better dates with yourself, right? Because you're already feeling kind of open and receptive. So I don't think it matters where you start. It just matters that you just add to the, the pot every day, no matter what that piggy bank, where that piggy bank is, you add to it. And, you know, there are plenty of days where I feel like my digestion is tight. You know, that's like my Achilles heel. Um, So, you know, I'm obviously not posting the days where I feel like I'm so lethargic and sluggish and I feel like lying down or, you know, I'm not going on Instagram and saying, oh, by the way, like, I don't feel so good today. But I think the thing that I'm really proud of is that I'm so much nicer to myself in those moments in the sense that I know that they're not forever I'm more able to sit with them rather than escape or try to numb them Um, and I'll do nice things like I will literally like rub my belly softly and just be like it's okay or I'll like something simple like take deep breaths or if I need to leave wherever I am and just you know go put the air conditioning on and sit in the bathroom for five minutes or excuse myself and go on a bathroom break or do I need a warm tea right now like there's always a little micro pivot you can find if you're in that situation and again it's like instead of tensing up in those situations if you can soften into it like what we were saying earlier it improves it and it makes it move so much quicker. And then you're able to hear the messages like, okay, well, if there's a pattern here because you always get this headache when you haven't, when you've slept, whatever, 
um, then you're able to find out the patterns. You don't have to always live feeling like rubbish, but there's always, you know, if there's something that just keeps on coming back and back and back, you can actually soften into it to hear the lessons. Yeah, I think that's really important to point out that when you are trying to get more in touch with your body, like learning to notice patterns is Mm. really important too. Um, Like, oh, I feel that way. And maybe it's because of this. And maybe it's because of this. But then I also want to point out that you specifically mentioned you don't like one, no one's starting in the same place and that you don't have to start in the same place that you were starting or having the same conversation that you were having. Like for me, when I, I mean, years ago, I I feel very proud of myself because I am in a place where I feel very comfortable in my body. Obviously it's not every day that I feel very comfortable in my body, but when I first kind of like was like, I need to, I need to make a change here. Like I'm treating myself like crap. Um, mm-hmm. It was just being neutral. Like the first thing was like when I looked at my, I would look at myself in the mirror every single day and I would just try to feel, I'm going to cry thinking about it. <laughs> I would oh. just try to feel neutral. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to feel good. Like I, I just want to try to not feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, starting with wherever feels like the most attainable for you. Totally. A hundred percent. And I think there is also emotional maturity in admitting exactly where you're at because then you can change it. You know, like last year, this time last year, I had a terrible stomach and it took me almost up until now to just um, come back to the body that I enjoy being. I was, I was this summer, I was like deeply uncomfortable because I was puffy and inflamed and not digesting anything properly because you know, COVID and antibiotics, um, two rounds of antibiotics for different reasons did a number on me. And, um, you know, during those moments, I was like, okay, you're not happy with where you are. There are tools available. You may as well just soften into it. And then also there's the ridiculousness, Taylor, of like, even in the moments where if you've ever been a way that you were happy with, and you're like, I want to get back to that. You know, you can remember days when you had like, sucky period pain and bloatedness and gas and God knows whatever else on those moments too. Like wherever you are in a journey, there's always going to be like an upper limit and a lower limit. And I think you're right. It's like just that neutrality is, is such a huge step when you're in a, if you're coming from a negative, you know, and do you find that the neutrality was the part that kicked off then getting to a positive place? Yes. Like, I think that a lot of the way that we feel about ourselves is like just thought patterns that we don't even have. Like we think that we're having that same thought every day about ourselves, but really it's just like, we've had that same pattern for so long that our brain doesn't even know how to feel differently. Like you might, like, I remember, here's what kicked it off for me is like, I actually started doing like a certain workout plan and I, and I don't do this kind of stuff anymore, but like she had you taking photos. And I remember the difference between how I looked, I could look the exact same at different periods of my life. And in one period feel amazing. And in one period, not feel amazing. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what I'm looking at isn't changing. It's just my head. And so I was like, okay, well, if I felt that way about, if I felt great in my body then, and I just don't feel good about it now, it's my brain. It's not what I actually look like or how I feel in my body. Or I guess it was just how I felt in my body. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, if it's not 
anything about the way I actually look that's making me feel this way. It's my brain. So I just have to change the way my brain thinks. So I just thought of it as like thought pattern. So getting into neutral stopped the thought pattern and allowed me to choose a different thought pattern. Yeah. And that's huge because I think that, um, on the one hand, choosing positive thoughts is wonderful, but unless you, you know, my fit, that's like my favorite Carl Jung quote is like, until you make the sub the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. It's like, it, we have to do this gentle excavation of what are the things that are just thoughts. The thing about thoughts is like, you don't hear them as words in your head. You hear them as pictures, like energetic frequency pictures that just keep on repeating and looping, like you said. So trying to put words to whatever that feeling is, right? That's the powerful part is like, oh, every time I get up and then I do this, I get up, I get out of bed, I stop brushing my teeth, I look at myself in the mirror and I automatically always feel a negative downturn at this point. What is the thought that is causing me that negative downturn, right? Is it me pre-rehearsing feeling like shit for the day because I do that every day? Now I have the choice to practice something new and it's so empowering and it's such a fun game when you get into it, but you just need to be told that you can do it. Like it's a, it's a possibility Um, because otherwise, you know, the brain just, just repeats like a cassette tape, Um, keep you safe and to, to maintain, you know, normality. I think it is important to point even just, I mean, that could be a whole other freaking conversation, right? But I think it is important to point it out that a lot of your body image is, oh, and we say body image as an umbrella term for like how you feel about yourself is patterns that you have no control over. So it's like shifting those patterns incrementally. Um, and then also yeah. I think you pointed out too, that it always comes back to human design where how we all feel best and like how the the way we set up our lives to you know thrive in our bodies is all different like mm-hmm. i think that has helped me so much too with human design is like i'm not looking to other people anymore mm-hmm. for how to feel best in my body and how to feel like i'm thriving and i think like i don't know if there's and it's not necessarily just digestion in general that helps you feel good in your body even though that seems like the only thing that's tied to your body but all of it is alignment in itself is how you thrive in your body. Right. A hundred percent. And, you know, to ignore that we have bodies and we want to set them up well is missing a huge piece of the equation. Because, you know, when we talk about the four transformations in human design, digestion is, is number one, right? You get the body working right. And you get the physical home of where your soul is living you get that working. Imagine how much energy and how much worry and angst and all this mental energy you free up from getting yourself to a good place. So I think that, you know, food and health and wellness is an important portal to opening up, you know, allowing you to be free to be in your genius. But then there's a delicate balance, right? Because there's a whole industry devoted to telling you that there's, it's, you always need to know this next thing is going to improve your life. So you have, we also have to watch that it's not going to be an addiction where you have to figure out what makes you feel good. And almost like we were talking about this a couple of episodes ago, like getting on an information cleanse a little bit about what's good, these different ideas, these different body aesthetics, everyone's looking like this. Nowadays, everyone's getting this azemphic thing to get super skinny. And before that, it was curvy. And there's always going to be some new thing that you are going to be told that you're missing, that if you just do the next thing, you'll be happy forever. But after that, there's going to be another pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. 
So you have to get off the roller coaster of believing that there are pots all together. And I think yeah. that's important to teach people. And even in, you know, even if it's disguised as healing, Taylor, like I've, you know, caught myself in that for so many years of like, if I just, you know, heal my body enough or I'm, then you subconsciously look for problems of why you're not thriving and healthy. And instead of just being like, you know what, there's nothing wrong with me, but I'm a feeling breathing human being. And because I get a headache, sometimes it doesn't mean I have PCOS or parasites. Like it's fine, you know? And if anyone is curious, I know we do have, obviously, like when you're on the app, just ways that they can like look at their chart to like understand their body more. I know we have some courses, we have digestion in the app. Like what are something like resources they can go to after this if they're like, okay, yeah, I get the body image conversation. But as far as human design goes, what can I be looking for to Mm -hmm. understand how I thrive in my body? That's a great question. So digestion is probably the most like, not the easiest, but the most um, kind of obvious and direct thing. So that's inside the app, your digestion. And it's also on our website, myhumandesign.com. There's a course for every single digestion. There's 12 digestions. Um, But then there is also eating for your energy type because with your energy type, it's how you use your energy and how you show up and exchange energy with the world around you. So that goes for food as well, because Ra Uruhu, the founder of Human Design, used to say that food is the most important conditioning it's the heaviest type of conditioning we let into our bodies because it's the most um condensed source of energy it's the concretest it's like let's think about it it's so physical and tangible right so it conditions our body and programs our body so heavily so if you're a projector for example the way you go about like food and movement and sleep is completely different than you know a manifesto would for example just because of how our energy is patterned differently but then also you know a very overlooked piece is your authority, which is the decision-making process. One of the things that we really, really don't have space for in mainstream conversation about food is like 51% of the population is emotional authority. What does that mean? It means you have to emotionally feel good about food you're about to eat, right? And so just parking for a second what foods we're convinced are healthy and unhealthy, right? There's some conversation to be had around like, if it doesn't make you feel emotionally rewarded, right? you shouldn't be eating it. And it's not to say emotionally eating to stuff or numb or distract, but it has to do something for your emotional state. And if you are sacral authority, your gut has to look at it and feel like, yum, I want that. I desire that, right? The splenic authority has to be like, yes, this is a food that I know is right for me. When I look at it, yes, quinoa, I get a yes, you know? Or like, even without looking at the food, like, oh, I feel like greens today. Or you know what, today I kind of need to balance it out with orange juice, okay? whatever it is. And the same goes for ego. It can be applied to all the other different kinds of authorities, but authority in general is a very, very overlooked thing. Because I think a lot of the time in human design, when we first come across it, we become obsessed and we want to know everything to do with everything in our charts. But the things that really change our lives are living our energy type and living our authority. And if you can think about how many things you have to apply those two things to, all the different sections of your lives, you're never done with working those two programs, right? Like you can work those and work those and work those and find new places to work them towards. And food and health and wellness and movement and sleep are, I mean, you just, I would just get clear on what your energy type is and what your um, 
authority is and almost write down like on one piece of paper, one side of the piece of paper, write down authority and energy type. And then I would write down food and how that applies to those two things. And then I would write sleep and how that applies to those two things and like paint out how it would look for you because you'll get a lot of answers if you take it that literally and genuinely think about it from a place of when you're not charged, how would you think that, how would you imagine that would actually play out? How could that look in life? If you put aside all the different, what the researchers say and the neuroscientists say and the trends say and the health influences and the what I eat in a days and, 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 all of that stuff, which is essentially conditioning your body to be homogenized, which means that your brain and your genius doesn't stand a freaking chance to be individuated. So feeling comfortable and thriving in your body is more than just like body image. It's you know, setting yourself up for your genius. Yeah. And the life of your dreams, the life of surprising yourself with how powerful and capable and talented you really can be. Um, But it's stopping us for two reasons. One, if that's not in place, the rest can't be in place. And if we're spending all our time worrying about that kind of stuff and smallening our minds and distracting ourselves with stuff that actually we can just remember that we are powerful over, we just deserve so much more than that, you know? And it's it's an emergency. People need us. We need us to be thriving and wonderful and happy, especially in times like this. <laughs>